Hello, beautiful. I hope you're doing well. As the title suggests, this episode is about commitment. More specifically, not breaking a promise. And I know that I am releasing more than one episode today. However, this was just too pressing for me that I felt the need to publish it. So, commitment. What exactly does that mean? I'm not talking about a relationship. I haven't even really been in a committed relationship, so I can't give you advice on that. But when I mean by commitment, I mean making a promise that you signed up for. And I'm pretty sure everyone has made a commitment at least once in their lifetime. A commitment to meet someone for lunch at 12 at Chipotle. Or you committed to helping someone study at the library at 7. Those type of commitments. These are what I mean. Commitments are important. And even more important, what I want to stress is you cannot break one. Okay? You can. Like, everyone has a choice. But I will warn you that if you do choose to break a commitment... You are putting out an image of yourself saying, your time is invaluable. I don't care what you're doing, how this affects your schedule, how this makes you feel. I'm doing what I need to do for what I want to do at that moment. You come off as selfish because you are. You come off as disrespectful because you are. When you make a commitment, you keep to it. Period. If you know that you might not be able to do it, don't commit. It's like, okay, um, I'm going to pay down the loan for this house. But if you don't think you can make that loan in the time that they want for your contract, don't do it. It's the same thing, just maybe on a higher stake. But what you're doing when you break a commitment is... You're ruining the relationships that you've built with anyone. Yeah, okay, once or twice for, like, valid reasons. Like, okay, I got sick. Or even that could be BS. Or, hey, my car broke down. I can't get to where you are. Do you think we could reschedule? That's fine. Doing it once or twice is fine. But if you do it more than, I would say more than once. That is, you are showing a behavior, a habit. You are telling people you are not reliable. You are not dependent on. No one can trust you to do things, let alone do it well. Not to go to you for anything, for any help. Because you are not going to be there. You are a flake. I have met people who are flakes. I know people personally who are flakes. And if you are a flake, stop being one. Because everything I'm about to say in this will be about you. I don't understand how people could break a commitment to something that they said they will do. That is just so disrespectful to anyone. Who do you think you are? You're not important. You're not the president. You're not a king. And even kings and presidents don't break commitments. If anything, they cannot. 
they cannot break a commitment because theirs will have huge consequences that affect all of us. Who do you think you are? I don't understand how people could do that with having no remorse or consideration for that other person or for a team or for a group. Like if you have a group project and everyone decided we're going to meet here at this time and then you don't show up. What does that say to your teammates? What does that say to your group? I'm not going to do anything. I assume and expect you to do my share. Like, what the heck? I recently went through something in this matter, which is why I feel so strongly about publishing this so soon instead of waiting till next week. I'm on a dance company, and for the first time ever, I decided to choreograph my own dance. And that is huge for me because my entire life, I've either been too scared felt like I wasn't experienced or didn't have enough knowledge of how to choreograph my own dance. And studio during my middle school years, it was too expensive. And in high school, I wasn't in studio anymore and our officers choreographed everything for us. But by being the student receiving the choreography in high school, I was able to develop those skills of what it means to lead, what it means to teach, And what type of styles of choreography I like, how I can make it my own. So fast forward to this semester, I decided I'm going to choreograph a dance. It's great. Love it. So excited. Seven people sign up for my dance. One of them is my friend. And another one I made friends through my dance company because she just joined this year. A week before practice starts. My friend texts me and says, hey, I can't make it. I thought I could, but I can't. I'm so sorry. I'm like, okay, fine. I still have six people. Okay. Now that's six plus me. So, you know, practice comes along. Practice is only once a week for 45 minutes. I don't know about you guys, but I can there you can get nothing done in 45 minutes. Lectures aren't even 45 minutes. That's not a lot of time to teach a dance. And teaching a dance is a lot different from teaching material for school. Because it involves them learning the movements and then correcting them and then mastering them for the actual performance. Two weeks go by. One of the girls texts me and says, hey, I don't think I can be in your dance anymore. I have SIs to go. SIs are these student-led, basically, study sessions for an historically difficult class. And it's really important that I do well, and I have a test coming up, and I don't want to miss it, and I want to do good in this class. Honey. You're not the only girl, you're not the only person that feels they want to succeed in college. I mean, hello, I would say that everyone who is a student in college wants to do their best because college is voluntary. We pay for these classes. If someone doesn't care about their classes, well then shoot, drop, 
go to the workforce already because you're wasting your time and your money. Most people who go to college want to succeed. They don't try to fail like in high school when you just brush off a class. And in college, these are classes that you actually like. These are classes that get you towards your job that you want. So for her to say that is pretty arrogant. And then on top of that, she is not the only person and she will not be the only person to have to miss an SI because of a previous commitment that she made to dance in my dance. Do you see how this is frustrating to me as a choreographer? I have to reform everything. I have to modify the choreography because some of it is more for a bigger group. And that's hard on me. I'm a student too. I have studying to do. I have homework. I have classes. I need sleep. So what makes you think you're any different? So in this text conversation, I tell her, hey, is there any way we can work this out? Um, Because I'd really like if you could stay and, you know, work this through. Maybe we can find a solution. So we do. We come to an agreement that she'll come when she can. And I already videotape the what we did in class anyway and send it to everyone who's in it. So she would just watch them be caught up. So then by the time she is available to come, she's right where everyone else is at. Great. Okay. Cool. Tell her, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Next day comes around. I put in a group chat between the president and the vice president. And then they tell me that it has been brought to our attention that there's been some concerns surrounding your dance. Um, I'm not going to give her a name out, but Mia unfortunately has an SI session during your practice time that she cannot miss, so she will no longer be in your dance. We have people drop dances due to last-minute scheduling conflicts every semester, but the show must go on. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not allowed to teach outside of my 45-minute practice, which I started doing anyway. I just went outside because you don't have to reserve a space outside. It's public. And then, you know, they just kept telling me things I couldn't do. Like... I'm not supposed to send videos of upcoming choreography that I want them to learn. So then by the time we get into practice, I can work on them with even new more material. My dance is four minutes long. And this text, if you haven't figured out why it frustrates me so much, I will explain it. This girl, Mia, we had an agreement. We figured out how to make it work. And what does she do? She goes and snitches on me to the president. And then on top of that, the president doesn't even, isn't even on my side. Apparently people are allowed to quit all the time. No problem. Choreographers will just have to suck it, you know? Whatever. That's their problem now. I mean, that's already really frustrating to have to deal with not one person dropping, but now two. And the president doesn't even have your back. Two more weeks go by of practice. So this is a month in. I get a text from one of my other dancers telling me the same bullshit that everyone else has been telling me. Okay? Do you do you see why I'm frustrated? 
So they, I, I text them. They text me and they say, yeah, it's um, just too much for me. Um, I'm really tired towards the end of the day and I just can't do it. That was their explanation. And I was like, okay, fine. Y'all, I'm down to five people. No. I'm down to four people. Four people. And the other dancer, she hadn't been showing up to the last three, four practices or last two practices. And she didn't seem to be showing up to this one either, even though I texted in our group chat that I wanted to meet at 730. I have to text her and I ask her if she's still on my dance. I was already going through a bad day. Really rough. Emotionally just exhausted. Energy-wise exhausted. It was right after exams. I'm just, I'm so tired. And I get the, she texts me back and tells me, no, I'm sorry. It can't be in your dance. It's just too much, too busy, whatever. I'm not kidding you guys. I started crying. I was so upset. So, so, so upset. I'm down to three people. Now, that's three people total. Two people. There's only two people besides me that are in my dance. Do you see how this is frustrating? I was so exhausted. I just cried. I was so sad. I was so heartbroken. Because I can't do anything about it. I'm supposed to just move on, figure stuff out. It's been a month of practices, only three, four left before showtime. And everything I've been doing has to be scrapped. Everything. I'm so sad. And the second and last person that quit, I mean... Mine's from 8 to 8.45, but they're definitely still in the one that's at 9. So I don't know what what you're trying to tell me. And so I was getting Chick-fil-A with my friend who is the only one who showed up for practice. The other one had her car break down. We went over to get Chick-fil-A, and I swear, I'm not kidding you, the girl that quit, not my friend, but the girl who quit that first, second week because of SIs, I saw her walking into her dorm casually into what looked like the dining hall during my practice time. That just kind of tipped me over the edge, guys. All these dancers made a commitment. They signed up for my dance, saying that they will like to be in it. Look, I know that you don't write your commitments down in your blood, But what do we have if not our word? When there's no material objects, let's just, if all of that didn't exist, the only way people can trust us is by our word. You're telling me that you want to screw with that. So then no one believes you? Is that what you want? Don't you want people to trust you? Don't you want people to rely on you? Don't you want people to say good things about you? Because as far as I'm concerned, there are not too many pleasant thoughts that come up with the people that left this dance. They broke a commitment. I don't care what your situation is. You make it work. I've missed so many things because of commitments I've made to an organization prior. 
I've had to, I've had to mix around my schedule to fit the commitments I have made. That's almost on a daily basis. You have to do that with socializing anyway. I mean, nowadays when you're an adult, you, when you meet up with a person for lunch or hang out, it is literally like scheduling a doctor's appointment. Why is this any different? Why is it? These people obviously weren't raised right because you should be taught that when you make a commitment, you don't flake out. You don't give up. You don't back out. You don't drop just because you don't feel like doing it anymore or it's too hard or blah, 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 blah. You obviously had the time. That's why you signed up for it. And now you're telling me you don't. There are other ways to study. You can study the textbook. You can meet up with groups. You can look up YouTube videos. If you're tired, take a coffee, do an energy drink. You know, there's always a solution to every problem, whether it's perceived or real. There's always a solution. Whether or, The difference is whether or not you want to find a solution. Which tells me that you dropped because you didn't want to be in it anymore. Like, how disrespectful is that? Who do they think they are? That they think they can do this. There's always a consequence to an action. And even though it doesn't affect them, it darn well affects me. Obviously, you took did not take me into consideration. You know, they are just, they just entered college. So then maybe that's some reasoning. But even then, come on, we're all adults now. What frustrates me the most is that the last two people that quit on me, they didn't even tell me. Didn't even tell me. They just stopped coming to practice. Oh, like I was supposed to know that they weren't going to be in my dance anymore. Do you? Okay, here's, here, let me give you a download on how dance works. If you don't show to practice to a choreographer and everyone else, that just means you're absent for whatever reason. Not that you quit because what you didn't, you didn't, you didn't say you quit. It's like if you showed up, if you did stop showing up to work one day, just never saw you again. That just means, oh, they're just not here. Not that, oh, they quit. You have to send in a two weeks notice, send in a letter, anything communicating that you're done. These two people couldn't even get up the nerve to text me and tell me that they were quitting my dance. I had to text them, telling them, asking them, are you in my dance still? That is such a coward move, guys. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna quit, do it right. It's kind of like with anything. If you're gonna if you're gonna steal something, steal big. I don't know. If that's. It's like if you're gonna break into somewhere, do it correctly. I don't know. That makes no sense. It kind of does. Hopefully, you think it makes sense. But it's the same principle. If you're gonna quit, just do it. Just like, stop being a wimp about it. I mean, like obviously, you know you're doing something wrong. You know what you're doing is wrong. So. That's kind of even worse than someone who doesn't understand the importance of commitment. Because you realize that you made a commitment and yet your reason isn't valid enough to justify you quitting on me. Commitments are important. They are the literal foundation besides communication that makes civilization work. 
What if the president decided to be like, oh, yeah, um, it's just too hard. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about this president. I'm just talking about a president. What if a president decided to be like, oh, you know, um, I don't feel like going into work today. You know, um, I'm just not going to go. What? What? Do you think that's okay? Or what if you, when you're little and your mom was supposed to pick you up from school and she just texted you or called you and she just said, yeah, um, I just don't feel like picking you up. Find your way home. You know, you can take the bus or whatever. The buses have already left because you expected her to pick you up. It's the same thing. Wouldn't you feel screwed over? Because you should feel like that. Because you are being screwed. There is no way to say that breaking a commitment is bad. Or is good. Sorry. There is no way to weave this into where it's not disrespectful. If anything, make commitments carefully. Don't give them out all the time. Know and make sure that if you are, you darn well will make it to the end of that commitment. Be 100% sure you can do this. And even then, if you make a commitment and realize at a certain point that you don't think you can, well, too bad. You made a commitment. Suck it up. How did our parents teach us? How did my parents teach me? Oh, well, when if I was a little kid and I wanted to be in a dance recital or if my niece wanted to be in a dance recital, dance, I mean, and right before the recital was going on, she decided to tell my sister, mommy, I don't want to be in it anymore. Mm-mm, darn well, my sister better not say, oh, that's okay, sweetie. No, she's going to say, no, you made a commitment. You got to keep it. So she gets her butt up on stage and she does it. Okay, like how hard is that to do? That's what, that's what teaching your kid commitment is. Not letting them quit, even if they want to. Because a want is definitely different from the bigger picture that a parent can see. But because they're so young, they just are only looking for the instant gratification. That's how we all were. When you're young, you're impatient. When you're young, you expect things to just poof. Your solutions just appear. Problems to just go away. We're impatient. We expect whatever we want, whenever we want. But how do we curb that? It's by teaching them patience and teaching them when commitments are made, you don't break them. For example, in high school, I really wanted to quit the piano and I've been doing it since the third grade. And junior, senior year, I was like really pushing to get out of it. I would pitch fits. I would make tantrums. I would lash out. I would be upset, mean, attitude Tony, whatever you want to call it. Try and convince my mom to let me quit. And she told me every time, no matter how mean I was to her, no matter what I said, nope, I'm not letting you quit. Nope, you came this far. You're not quitting. I'm not kidding when I tell you that I hated that piano. But now looking back on it, believe it or not, when I graduated to go to college, I did a complete 180. I loved the piano. So much so that I continued lessons into freshman year. It was COVID. So doing it online was already what we were doing. I even bought a piano for my dorm room to play. Instant, instant 180. Like, wow. I mean, I never would have thought that this is where I'd be today in love with this instrument. When in 
when I was graduating, I was like, good riddance, cannot wait till I, I never have to see and touch this instrument again. And I remember that was on a phone call with my mom telling her, thank you for not letting me quit. Because I didn't know at the time how much it would mean to me later, in the near future actually. I got really homesick in college. And after, you know, the whole first thoughts of, you know, your mom, your parents, your siblings, your pets, friends, whatever, what came to mind after was just the senses of what it means to be home. Smelling my mom's food for dinner before I came down to eat, hearing everyone in the kitchen talking and having a good time and being a little too distracted to do my homework so I'd come in and we would talk together. Hearing the scratching of my dog at the door, hearing the garage door open and close, and the last thing that came to my mind was my little sister playing the piano and knowing that I was next. Brought tears to my eyes. I didn't realize how much this meant to me until that moment. And I'm not kidding you when I say that ever since that moment, I've loved playing. I still play. The keyboard's still in my room right now. And I play it too. Commitments are important. Once you start breaking them, when you break at least one, it becomes easier and easier and easier to do it again and again and again, just like with any habit, cussing, bad drinking, smoking, drugs. That's not the case for everyone, but you see what I'm getting at. If you value your reputation, your word, I implore you not to do what these dancers did to me. I've never quit anything in my life, as I've clearly stated to you earlier. But I was no longer going to be disrespected. But I kept going. I kept going. Last week was marking two weeks before showcase. And I wanted to meet before team on Sunday to practice. Well, one of my girls, she is in another dance who also meets before team. And she asked me, who coincidentally happened to be the president, she told me, hey, um, do you think you could do your stuff after team? We need her. Guys, I still have a minute left of my song to teach them. They learned their dance two weeks ago. Do you see how frustrated I would be when they asked me to do that? Well, I mean, I don't really like conflicts. I was like, okay, fine. So I changed the plans and told the told the other two girls we would meet after team. Well, here's the kicker. The other girl told me she has another dance that she's in that's also meeting after team. So basically, no matter how I slice it, I'm only going to be left with one of the girls that I need. So I text back 
the president who's part of the other dance and I tell her, yeah, so I can't do it after team because the other girl that's in it also has a team practice, has a practice after team. And then she says, oh, then can we have our girl? Ha ha ha. (laughs) Are you kidding me right now? You're telling me to give up my time just because, because what? You are, you're the president? So I quit. Right then and there. Even though I already paid for the costumes. I've already invested lots of time into creating this dance. Went through so many obstacles to get to where I was. After disappointment, after disappointment, after disappointment, after disappointment. It wasn't even disappointment. It was being disrespected. That's what it was. I was done. And like I said, I never quit anything. So when I do quit something, that means something. Because I really do try to make things work. But I did not see a way I could look at this company the same ever again. When push comes to shove, this is what happens. You lose a member. You lose a friend. You lose a business partner. You lose a coworker. You lose respect from your peers, your boss, your colleagues, your friends. Anyone you've ever done this to, this is what will happen. Eventually, their perspective of you won't be so positive. It'll be the way I am like kind of right now. Be nice to people. When people say be kind, this falls under the umbrella of be kind. Commitment is important. Just like marriage, that's a commitment. God darn, like that. I mean, the vows aren't just for you to feel romantic and write a bunch of poems about professing your love. A vow is stating your promises to this person. Do you think marriage is easy? No. No. Especially if you've been married for 30, 40, 50 years. Of course not. Those vows are saying through rich or for poor, for sickness or in health. Stating the good and the bad. When things are tough, you don't quit. You don't just leave. No matter how small the commitment is, whether it's meeting someone for lunch, signing up for a dance, getting married, putting out a loan, they're all the same. They're a commitment. You make them, you keep them, you fulfill them to the end, no matter how difficult it is. If you can do that, if you can tell yourself to do that, you will become stronger. I promise you, you will. You'll learn how to better problem solve. You'll learn how to do things under stress, how to change your situations last minute. You'll become wiser. You'll be mature. You'll mature from these experiences. Because you realize, okay, I can't get out of this. What can I do to make this work? 
That's what you do with a commitment. You don't flake. You don't give yourself excuses because all you're doing is failing yourself. All you're doing is betraying yourself. You're telling yourself subconsciously, okay, you are only this good. You are only this capable of doing this much. Just quit it while you're ahead. That's what you're kind of telling yourself by allowing yourself to quit. My mom didn't let me quit the piano because she said I was good. She told me I had incredibly raw talent, that she didn't want to go to waste, that I was too good to quit. And she was right. I would rather have a parent tell me not to quit instead of give in to my wills. Just so you could be on good report with your kid. You're not always going to be in good report with your kid. Are you kidding me? (laughs) No pun intended. No. You're not trying to be friends with your kid. You're trying to be a parent. And that means making your kid into a capable, successful adult. They're not going to be a baby forever. They're not going to be an elementary school, middle school, high school kid forever. When you are parenting, you're raising an adult. That's why they say no. That's why you should say, that's why they should say no. Friends is second. Friends usually comes, I feel like, when you are an adult as well and you can have an adult relationship with your parent. But when you're growing up and you're still being molded, your impressions, your habits are still being very much formed and influenced, especially during this time of your life, I don't see any reason at all For a parent to allow their kid to quit. Because those are the kids that grow up being these dancers. Being the people who do quit. Who don't show up to a meeting. Who stand people up at a lunch. If you've ever been stood up, then you'd know exactly how I felt. If you've ever been ghosted, you should know how I feel. Because they took the coward's way out. Hopefully by me saying this, you could try to understand where I'm coming from and see if you can relate. And I really, really hope that it's been made very clear how important commitment is. Not just to me, but to anyone. Because you're showing, you're telling that person, I understand that you are also busy. I understand that your time is also valuable. That you also have other things that you need to do. You also have other problems that you need to solve you have your own life I respect that which is why I will respect you how can you respect how can you get respect if you don't give it I remember I used to take um taekwondo and that's what our mentor would say he would say if you want respect you give respect that's what he would say it's the same thing respect works both ways So if you're going to treat someone with disrespect, don't expect it in return. The only reason I would is still give respect is because I'm a good person. I'm not vindictive. But that's generally how the world works. Exactly the way I just said. So don't don't make commitments you can't keep. Keep a commitment if you do make one. And God, I swear, just realize how wrong it is. How wrong it is to break a commitment and what that does to the others that you are breaking the commitment with. 
Please understand that. Anyway, this is the end of the episode, and I hope you listen to it. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.